Hey, sis. Welcome back to Black Girl SOS. It's your girl, Snobby. And today we are talking about Black women and cannabis. And as always, I only bring you the best of the best. My dear, introduce yourself. Hey, y'all. My name is Rhonda Jane. I'm originally from Buffalo, New York. I'm currently here in Los Angeles. And I am one of your favorite Black women in cannabis. If you don't know, you will know after this podcast. I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, thank you, Rhonda, for making time. Thank you. Y'all see my girl is in the car. See, this is love. This is what love looks like. My girl is in the car and still making time to be on the pod. I appreciate you. That's thank right. You very much. So yes. let me tell y'all where I know the good sis Rhonda from. Like she said, she's from Buffalo. And if you don't know, I am UB alumni. You know, some of y'all favorite people. Some of y'all favorite people. <laughs> Is, is you know rough buff. I'm gonna let y'all know. Buffalo, Buffalo know. adjacent. Buffalo you, you, you might not know. They either they either from buff or we went to school in buff. So yep. y'all don't know, but we've been moving the culture don't for, sleep. for a little while. For, wake the fuck up if you sleep. Wake the fuck up. Wake it up. Wake that ass up. <laughs> so I wanted to talk to Rhonda about black women in cannabis. One because she's a dope black woman in cannabis, and two because um I'm me, my family, we are transitioning into the cannabis space as well. Um, my family owns a farm in Virginia and they have, uh, at one point they were given the opportunity by uh, local municipalities to grow um, some cannabis and they did really well. <laughs> and, wow, as it's, so you know, and, and as it's becoming more legalized across the country, obviously us attorneys are trying to do really well also. So, <laughs> Hello, there's a Hello. method to this cannabis madness. Exactly. Get, to get so in as, where you fit in. Exactly. So as we, as we are all finding our lane and trying to branch in, I was like, let me tap into my girl because my girl been doing this a very long time. Sis is not new to this. So tell me how you got started in the cannabis industry. It's so crazy being, um, obviously, like I said, I'm from Buffalo, New York. I got my start as a consumer, you know, um, a cannabis user back in college. That was the first time I decided to indulge. I was 18, had a stressful ass day on campus at UB. I would always go, you know, kick it with my homies afterwards. UB will do that I, shit to you. UB really will uh, sit you down the wrong path. I was the drinker, right? <laughs> I would come in, I'll have my quick old vodka or have my beer and, you know, be on yeah. my way. They always had a little rotation. This day, I was like, yo, after whoever's last passed me the blunt, yo, no smoking today. And it was funny because I'm like, I've never been anti-weed, you know, up yeah. to that point. I was on my 13th birthday. You know, somebody offered me the blunt. I declined, not because I was too good or too bougie. I just, just didn't want to. Didn't want right. to. Not, not, oh, I'm, I'm too good to smoke. I don't want to smoke. I'm just like, yeah. no, I'm okay right now. But something was like, oh, no, you'll be back. I knew I'll be back, right? <laughs> so basically, long story short, I started smoking cannabis at 18 just for recreational purposes. I moved to Los Angeles at age 24, 23, 24, can't even remember. 24, 24. I was, I was 24 when I moved to L.A. And basically, I got my start at a cannabis vape company. So I just did some online, you know, research, just trying to find a job in cannabis. I wanted to be a dispensary girl, right? I wanted to work in oh, the that's shop, what's up. you know, but then that's not actually what came about. How I found this job, it was on Indeed, and they needed an administrative assistant. Um, I would have been basically the vice president. I would have, I was the assistant to the vice president of sales 
for this cannabis vape company. So that's how I got my start. I started being an errand girl. Um, I was a runner. I would deliver to um, delivery services. I would deliver to actual collectives. I would bring on and onboard new hires, our sales agents. Um, so I basically, I got the job because I had great admin and great sales experience. Mm-hmm. That's how I got my foot in the cannabis door. Not because I was knowledgeable in cannabis, not because yeah. I understood the difference between CBD and THC. I learned that after getting my foot in the door, but I, I smoke good. I like to smoke and I know how to talk to people. That's how I got my start. You see that, Fast people? Forward. You see that? <laughs> Do not let these job descriptions hold your ass back. Yo, serious? Oh my God, serious. Apply shit. anyway. That yes, is a real thing. To that same, to that same um, degree, I look at Donald Trump when he came in and he was campaigning to be president. My man had no type Your of Your man still has zero experience. After four years of the job, he still ain't got no goddamn experience. Settle, settle. But in that same breath, he was really my inspiration for honestly going ham mm-hmm. in the cannabis space. So I'm like, there's not a lot of black people, number one. And then there's not a lot of black women at all. There's not a lot of black women that own a dispensary, that own a delivery service, Mm -hmm. that own a CBD or THC product line, that owns an edible company or is a master chef in cannabis. We're very far in between, you know, and that's on purpose, just like any other industry you find black people trying to be in. The craft industry, so to speak. I'm also a part of that. We're very limited in number visually. Why? Because we're such a powerful force. If you get too many of us here, you're going to find out that we can take over because we're smarter than we appear. So I decided in cannabis, it's fun to, you know, smoke and have fun. It's great to enjoy this, this beautiful plant recreationally. As I started working at this vape company, I started learning a lot more of the medicinal benefits and how this is crucial and beneficial to the beautiful Black community that we've especially been, what's the word, we've especially been very impacted in a negative way. Absolutely. By this plant. So in my, in my, in my weird brain. By the law, not by the plant, by the law. There you go, the law, because there's been several research studies done. There's Mm -hmm. been a lot of legislation done that proves that this plant is not harmful. However, what's shown and propagated to the general public is that this is bad and we have to control this. And, you know, they narrow, they put everybody in a box with this plant so that you can't regulate yourself. I mean, and that, I mean, that's, that's on, that's on brand for the way laws are written, right? So it's the war on drugs when it's anything that 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 marginalized communities have access to. And because marijuana is priced at a point where marginalized communities can afford it, okay, well then that's a drug we can attack. Whereas, you know, the very high end drugs or the designer drugs as they like to call them like your, your cocaines or whatever, they are not as heavily policed. However, they yep. are much more detrimental um, More than the studies show, most crimes that are associated with them are much more egregious than crimes that are associated with With cannabis cannabis use. But what they'll do with those egregious crimes, they'll try to shuffle and fit marijuana in the mix. Oh, absolutely. To, you know, to To call it the gateway drug. 
Yes. Oh, it's because they started with weed. No, Buddy was on that coke back in 88, baby. <laughs> he been hot, okay? I saw that motherfucker. He was he on was that hot. old boy. This ain't, this ain't the Jolly Green Giant. Right. That's that white boy. And now, and then, and then also to your point about, you know, the way they use legislation to try to move about um, the different communities. When it's our community, it's a war on drugs. And when it's yes. their community, it is a crisis. It's an yes. epidemic. And we yes. need to get medical professionals involved. And we need to not criminalize the behavior. Yep. We need to rehab the behavior. But when it's us, oh, throw these motherfuckers in jail. Yeah. And I mean, like, we, we deal with PTSD just from slavery, not to mention our current state of affairs in the black community. Well, I grew community. up in the Why? in the 80s. PTSD is my middle fucking name, okay? Woo! Woo! I grew I up in Buffalo, New York in the 90s. I don't know if you seen that. That shit was that, frightening. I don't know if you've seen the Netflix documentary Crack. Yeah. That's a real, that's, that's, that's what I grew up in. That's literally, that's New York City in the 80s. That is what that whole documentary is live and direct like that's actual footage of the shit yeah. I grew up in hopping over crack vials coming out of Girl Scout like that's PTSD yeah. is literally all the fuck we know the fact that I don't smoke weed honestly is quite impressive <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny like not every it's not for everybody <laughs> to partake or indulge yeah it's simply not it's not for me it triggers my migraines it's not for me yeah. done that. got the t-shirt and the fucking headache to prove it right so. <laughs> But, but there like is you, a way to consume. But there just is like a way you, to I was never, I was never one that was like, oh, I'm like, oh, we. I was never, just like you. I was never like that. It was like everyone has their vice. For me, my vice has always been drinking. I can do that and be fine and function as a human being. I weed, I can't really fuck with that shit. <laughs> She's like, that's not for me. It's not for me. It ain't, and it ain't nothing wrong with it. it it's just not right. for me. I don't knock nobody that smoke by all means. Shit, I used to live with a waking baker. Do what you need to do to get through the fucking day. I'm not here through to judge you. Through the day. But I'm right. Yeah, I'm not here to judge you. Take it on the balcony, though, because I got asthma. But other than that, shit, go forth and flourish. Live your life. <laughs> live your life. That's it. <laughs> yes. That, that's Literally, it. There's, there's, a, there's a vice for everyone, but even to the consumer um, who say they tried to smoke before but it wasn't for them but they're experiencing certain health issues and yeah. they're curious to see if cannabis could be beneficial right. to them how could they you know inquire about cannabis use without smoking i don't want right. to smoke i don't like the smell it fucks up my lungs but i do recall when i would smoke i would feel really relaxed is there a way i could feel really relaxed without smoking the weed right. yes let me point you in that direction. So sure. with me working at that vape company as an administrative assistant, which was basically the Jane of all trades, you know, right. I, I learned so much. I'm weighing out eights. I'm weighing out pounds. I'm mm -hmm. freaking, you know, bottling up concentrates. Got your what hands in everything. I have my hands in everything. So I'm like, okay, as, as I'm onboarding um, not only new hires, and sales associates, I'm onboarding our potential clients and new, you know, new customers. Mm -hmm. So we call them and we consider them patients at the time. And they technically still are. Yeah, so sure. as on, in an onboarding, what do you do? You have a consultation. Let me assess mm -hmm. where you are. Let me assess your needs. Let me assess what is we can possibly do for you. No guarantees. It's not at all, you know, it's not a cure. Yeah. It's not a catch-all. But let us help you see if we can offer you some relief. 
you have bad joint pain, you have, you know, carpal tunnel, let's give you a topical swab that you can rub into your wrist and that'll take effect within 10 to 15 minutes. You feel great. You get what I mean? So like, yeah. I love, I love that I took away from that, the cons, the consulting factor, because that's what I do with one of my brands, which is higher vibration remedies. Um, it's basically an all natural organic skincare line with CBD. And with your purchase, I give you a wellness consultation, whatever you want to ask, awesome. you can text it, you can call me, you can email me, you can Skype me, you can Zoom me for 30, 30 minutes to an hour. You have my undivided attention prior to your purchase or after. So, and this is like, honestly, I like to do this as an ongoing thing because I want to check in with you after you've made your purchase. Right. Awesome. So I'll do a follow-up, you know, a couple of days after you got your package. Hey, hope you like everything. Let me know if you have any questions I'm available because with this particular product with cannabis, not everybody is willing to educate you on what you're using, yeah. on how to use it, on proper dosing, on, um, hey, I didn't like that. Can you explain to me possibly why I would have this reaction? Maybe mm -hmm. that's not the right strain for you. Maybe the endocannabinoid system that you have is more receptive to a sativa strain versus an indica strain. Maybe you don't need any THC. Maybe you need CBN. Maybe you need CBDA. Maybe you need THCA. There's so many different cannabinoids. We just hype up THC right. and CBD because those are the you know mo more known. But mm -hmm. all of them play a very significant role in wellness and your overall being. Yeah. So I, think I it's like really dope that you take that time to do that. I think that that's really I love I it. Super I honestly, important. I love it because, like I said, it is important and. Everywhere else you go, when you go to different CBD websites or cannabis websites, they're not offering the education. You want to know where to start. Not. You want to know not. what to do. You can, you can spend all the money in the world, but if you don't know what you're spending your money on and how it's going to affect you, you're wasting your money. Right. So I'd rather give you the education, give you the tools, shop with me. And if you decide to go elsewhere, you're at least well-versed and well-educated on what it is that you want and what you need. Mm -hmm. No, I agree you know? to one thousand percent. I have like, you know, I've been trying to do my research, obviously on my own, just reading, and not because I'm consumer, but because if I'm going just to, to know. In this, yeah, but if I'm going to work in this space, I need to know what the hell I'm talking about, right? I don't, I don't charge a little bit of money for my profession, so I do need to know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, it can't right. be, hey, I'm going to be a lawyer in this space and I'm going to charge you this couple hundred dollars an hour. But girl, I, I ain't really sure what to know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm What's saying? So, exactly. So as I'm trying to educate myself before I really move into this space, yeah, I 3,000% agree. There is not a lot of like substantive education into like the variant strains. And not for nothing, if I didn't have just some random Girl Scout background in botany, I wouldn't even think to look <laughs> for no random right. ass. I wouldn't think to look for variety because I don't consume it, because I don't really know about it from personal use. I wouldn't think on my own to go looking for these various strains. I would go off of whatever is consistently publicized to me like any other person. Yep. Literally, it's off some random background and fucking with plants at the Girl Scout that I'm like, well, maybe there's more versions of this shit. Like, <laughs> let's look. <laughs> Listen, you never know what oh, to Like, if y'all was doing for anything, I got this plant. This plant. I'll tell you down. right now, you don't know what little seeds get planted in your head when you are a child that come back in your adult years. That benefits you. Be a sponge when you're still young, so that you can yes. absorb some shit. Cause that shit came back, and I'm like, I, listen, 
I know kingdom, phylum, <laughs> genus. I know that there's got to be more than one variety of this shit. I did very well in the hard science. Yes. Excellent. There's got to be more than one fucking version. That's all I know. What the version is, I don't fucking know, but we're going to get on this Google and we're going to We're going to figure it out. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get there. We're going to get there. We're going to talk to the Rondas of the world, the fucking smart black women who can educate us. Who can help, literally. And that's, where, that's where we're so crucial. That's where we're so crucial. And that's where we help each other. I basically, um, I started, I feel like it's funny. I've been smoking since I was 18. I'm about to be 34 next month in April. Um, like, yes, I've, I've had almost, you know, half of my life consumed with cannabis at this point. And Moving from the recreational wave to the educational phase to the mm-hmm. working in the industry phase to now me being a consumer of re- I, I'm recreational, but I'm also medicinal. I medicate when I have headaches and I have cramps, you know, just mm-hmm. just to you know, subdue my mood. I'm really grateful that I came out of the cannabis closet. So like I said, I've been smoking for almost 15, 16 yeah. years now, but it was it's it it has such a stigma that you keep it low key you keep it quiet um to a certain degree and there came a point where I just said why is this something that I feel like I have to hide even though it's federally illegal and all these different things I'm like there's something about this plant that makes me feel good right and I have so many questions as to why it's so criminalized. I have so many questions that seem to not be able to be answered. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get some fucking answers. Like that's, that's, that's what it all came down to yeah. as far as where I am right now. And, you know, I call myself your favorite cannabis. I'm, I'm knee deep. In I this love cannabis. that cannabis. I'm, I'm, a I'm a lover. I'm a hugger, but I'm, I'm your cannabis. And I'm going to, I'm going to, Hey, what, what's your question? How you feel? Yeah. What you want to know? How can I help you understand this plant better? Do you want to consume? No. Do you want information on your mother? I have people who, with parents, you know, parents in the 60s, 70s age, yeah. and all the finger wagging these West Indian folk would do. Don't you be smoking this plant. Don't bring this ganja in the house. Now, hey, um, right. would, would this work for? Yes, it would. You right. whooped at me and you yelled at me. <laughs> And you threw out my stash, and Jesus, and now you want to be involved? And you, and you owe me fifty dollars so that goddamn stash you threw out back in fucking eighty two. Right. I didn't forget. Let me convert <laughs> you, and let me have my "I told you so" moment, right. and let me educate you and help you get some healing. Right. You know what I'm saying? That. So, like, I, I literally, so I started my blog, Dope Mom Collective, when I was pregnant with my son because I'm pregnant now, right? I've been right. smoking my whole life. I get my positive pregnant test. And of course, before I know I'm pregnant, I've obviously been smoking. My birthday is April 15th. So 420 is five right days. Right around the like, corner. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a smoke fest, a smoke party. So, you know, when I find out I'm pregnant, you know, in, in that May of um, 2018, you know, I start to get these feelings and thoughts of worry again. And I start to regress back into the the bad cannabis person because I'm now pregnant, right? Yeah. So that programming that I had spent all this time unprogramming came flooding back yeah. the second I was with child. Wow. Right? So now I had to really reckon with my personal choices and my lifestyle and my belief in this plant. So am I going to now double back to 
you know, wagging my finger and cannabis is bad, bad, bad because I'm pregnant now? Or am I going to stand by this plant as I've seen it show and prove time and time again? As I work at this cannabis company and we provide, we provide cannabis oil to companies that provide this to children with seizures and epilepsy. So if I'm working, if I'm working in this company and I'm seeing this firsthand, why am I feeling bad? Why am I feeling guilty? Because it was programmed. So as a pregnant mom, just four weeks pregnant, five Mm -hmm. weeks pregnant, I, I literally took up in myself and I said, you're going to do your pregnancy the way you've been doing your life the last few years honestly and authentically and if you want to smoke while you were pregnant i did i smoked up until maybe three months because i I also looked at the different phases of what the baby's development is how big Mm -hmm. they are if there's you know all of this and i smoked up until three months joints only no more tobacco um or if i had to smoke i would take a puff out of you know a bowl and then from there after three months or so i would do um bath bombs cbd bath bombs lotions topicals so I removed smoking after that you know after the first trimester and then I was like okay let me just let me just you know get knee deep into other cannabis options that are more safer for my mental for my personal mental if other people want to smoke and consume during their pregnancy from start to finish I'm not knocking anybody because being honest it helped me a ton and my doctor even said I never had any morning sickness I never had any harsh pregnancy symptoms and my doctor actually attributed that to my cannabis use for so long wow she said you have a very healthy pregnancy and I said well I consumed a lot before I got pregnant and I've been a cannabis user for a good amount of time I don't have I didn't know I was moving into your DNA now (laughs) and and that's what I and that's what I kind of thought too like my my periods would slowly not be so harsh not mm. so, you know, not so much mm. tug on my, on my uterus or yeah, my yeah. lower back. Mm-hmm. So for me, the, the, the pregnancy symptoms, you're, you feel like you're on your period when you're, when the baby's implanting. So I'm just like, I don't, I'm just, life is normal. Right. I didn't realize I'm pregnant until I missed a period. That's what I'm that, like. That, don't oh, nobody oh. know until then. <laughs> Literally. And I was like, wow. I was like, wow, my body is changing right before my eyes. And I yeah. had no idea, but the fact that I felt so good during this transition and so normal during this transition. Cannabis, if anything, enhanced my pregnancy and enhanced my mood. I was able to combat and deal with my day because you can't drink. You really can't drink. I know. You can't pop no, you can't be popping no Percocets. You can't even take Advil. You can't even take Tylenol. I can't even (laughs) eat fish or sushi. There were so many restrictions. I'm like, this is a plant. Everything can be a toxin, but if you have the right dosage, right. you're okay. If you're not abusing, you're okay. So I had to find, I said, what's going to make me comfortable during this pregnancy if I'm in dire pain or if I just want to consume or, you know, whatever my mood is. Mm-hmm. And I decided, I said, I can, I can go without smoking the rest of this pregnancy, but I will be happy to get this bath bomb actually because my back hurt. I worked up until... January 1st. My son was born January 13th. Oh, so he has I worked... my mom's birthday. Oh, little Capricorn so baby. So I, like, I worked up until like almost 39 weeks pregnant. Wow. So not every woman is, 
you know, able to kick their feet up at 30 weeks and, please hold, you know, please do their hold. thing. This is, this is the, the necessary legal disclaimer. This is not medical advice for you no. or your pregnancy. This is Rhonda sharing her experience. This is my personal we, experience. Yes. We suggest yes, that you personal. consult with your medical professional if you are pregnant on whether or not cannabis is suitable product for you. Legal disclaimer. Need to get that out yeah. there. It's totally different for everybody. And, you know, you have to know yourself. You have to know your body. Um, You have to know if your partner is comfortable with that or not. Like me and my man are knee deep in cannabis individually and collectively. That was not an issue for him at all. He supported me 100%. And that's also why I felt the need to continue to come out of the cannabis closet. So my pregnancy was back in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started my Instagram page and my dope bomb blog around, I want to say around month four or five of my pregnancy, because, you know, this is that crucial time where I'm looking around to see yeah. other beautiful black women that look like me that consumed during their pregnancy or, um, decided to stop as soon as they learned that they were pregnant or just anyone in that, you know, on that spectrum. So yeah. I could gauge, you know, so I could gauge more of how I feel and how I want to proceed. And I saw nobody. And also, it just helps to not feel alone going through some Yes. Like I saw no one that looked like me. You know, you see beautiful white women and other women of color. And that's nice and it's cute, but it's not the same. It's right. not the same. Yeah. It's right. not the same. So, you know, in my quest to still find this tribe of black women and cannabis and dope moms and cannabis moms. I just started my own page and then I will start finding little hashtags and I will slowly find some black gals. So, um, her name is Shanitra Anthony. She's super cool. Her page is called blunt blowing mama. She's a super dope black mom in tech, um, and in cannabis. Um, I also met, um, who let me be a mom. She's not black, but I met her in this, you know, in the same little space. Mm-hmm. And then there's another woman, Lizzie Jeff. She's not a mom, but she's a black woman in cannabis. So like slowly I started finding people that were, you know, in my, in my wheelhouse and things yeah. I needed to see to affirm my feelings and to affirm right. my thoughts and to affirm, you know, what it is that I plan to do as far as the rest of my pregnancy went and, you know, raising my child as a cannabis consuming parent, you know, um, and honestly, that was the best thing I could have done for myself. So this was back in 2018. But last year, I feel like January, January 2020, I feel like is when I fully, fully came out of the cannabis closet. You know, like I did an interview with Voyage LA. It's mm-hmm. a magazine, a publication out here in California. And instead of talking about, you know, my marketing and my PR experience and my communications and journalism, and, you know, music and everything that I'm also a part of and into, I literally just wanted to highlight where I was going in fucking weed. I love it. And to me, and to me, that fucking flag down. It, it, it was, it was, it was really humbling. And it was also freeing and liberating in that same breath, because I feel like, you know, people know me, but not everybody really knows what you're fully about. I was able to actually convey, this is what drives me. I'm passionate about this. I believe in this. This isn't just, let's get high and have fun. It's not for me. It's not, it's not, it was, 
don't get me wrong. Please don't get me wrong. I it mean, listen. Was at a listen. Point. We've 18, all done a 19, lot of shit. 20, at UB. Twenty-one. We cool. all did a lot of shit at UB. <laughs> That's the time to do the shit, though. College is the time. If you're gonna do, I can tell you right now, the very last time I smoked was at UB. I was in I grad. grad yo. College was one of the greatest I, I, listen, experiences. I, I was in grad ever, and I was I was with Carrie Ann. Um, I want to say Milk was there. I can't remember. Um, and a couple other people. The long story short of that shit is, first of all, we were leaving a house party. So everyone is <laughs> already fucked up. We don't need a post party, right? Because we all pregame. Then we go right. to the party. We don't need a motherfucking post party. But you know what? We did. So we all- We're going to do it anyway. We're going to do it anyway. So we caucus. I don't even remember whose house we were at, but it's somewhere off campus by South. Um, they're smoking and I don't normally smoke because I'm not a smoker and everybody knows that. But I was like, ah, fuck it, I'm a smoke today. <laughs> Dumb idea. Dumb Yo, idea. They, they love it. They love it when you they, do that. Let shit. me tell you something. Very dumb idea. Very, very dumb idea. Because at this point, at this point, I had smoked in well over a decade. So I at this, I don't even know how I'm gonna react to marijuana anymore because I haven't smoked in eons, right? And even, it's not even in my system. And even at that point, that's probably the third time I'd smoked in my entire life. So I don't have any real grasp on what this shit is about to do to me and my drunken state. Baby girl, when I tell you, I couldn't even make it back to North. I had to spend a night at my homeboy's house. I had a migraine for days. I tried to sleep under that nigga bed. I was like, no, the light, the light. Yo, I was like Gizmo in the fucking Gremlins. Turn off the fucking light. <laughs> It was tragic, and that has been my experience every every time since that I have smoked, and I've probably only smoked, I, I want to say maybe once since that time, and I've had edibles since. It always triggers my migraines, even edibles. I've come to the conclusion that me and Mary Joanna, we're not a cohesive unit. Yeah, Cause I can't be having no fucking migraines all the time. Yeah, migraines are not what's up. No, and I suffer no, no, from no. really bad migraines as it is. I don't need no shit just triggering it because I volunteered for it. So yeah, me and even like even when I can function, my head hurts so bad that I don't want to. Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm nope. just like, and nah, honestly, there's there are certain <laughs> strains or certain terpenes within the cannabis that can affect you in that way. So yeah, yeah at least you're, you're body conscious. If you're going to consume, I, I recommend to a lot of people, if you're going to consume cannabis, you have to be body conscious. That yeah. means you have to be already in tune with yourself and your personal wellness because this plant can affect you in so many different ways. Yeah. Both and bad, you know? So it's very important to know, you know, what you're feeling in that moment. It's important to know your diet. Do you have a crappy yeah. diet? And if you do, at least you can itemize what you're eating throughout the day. And hey, how do you feel after this meal? Maybe you should cut out cheese. Maybe you should reduce your red meat intake. Maybe you should increase your iron. Maybe you could increase your protein right. without meat. How about some lentils? How about some beans? Like when I give people a consultation, it's lit. I'm I'm in their business. Right. I'm in your because cannabis is gonna affect you in a lot of different ways. Whether you want to smoke it um, in flower form, whether you want to smoke it in a concentrated vape form. Hello, like Hold on. you know what? I smoked for a week before. I felt like a I, I yeah. thought I was a thug. I did. 
or maybe, or maybe maybe it was like three days out of the week. I know I was with I know I was with my older cousins and they all smoked like a chimney. But this again was still like a million thousand years ago when I was hella younger and my body could break shit down a lot. And <laughs> and weed has gotten exponentially stronger over the course of the last couple of decades. Oh, for I'm sure. talking for sure. I'm like just from just from me being in college to now, I'm for like the sure. stuff I'm smoking, I'd be like, bitch, is you fried or is you fried? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you about two Halloween. Why are y'all trying to kill us? I'm just trying to be comfy. I'm not trying to be. I'm <laughs> my, not last, to be my last edible was, it was my last edible was for 2020, but it was from the same pack that was sent to me the year prior. First of all, <laughs> this shit was crazy. Okay. My homegirl, listen, me and my homegirl had some edibles, had some drinks. Went to our haunted house, little shit that we do on Halloween. Right. That girl, I'm telling you right now, because I know she's going to fucking hear this. She thought she was paralyzed <laughs> as she was running around the car. I was like, oh, no more edibles for you, motherfucker. Your no more eddies, baby. <laughs> Your no more eddies for and you. I, and I was like, I had a headache, but I was fine. It's just that my head was hurting so bad. I couldn't take any light. So that is what was killing me. Fast forward to pandemic, and I still got this fucking edibles, and I'm like, now nah, I gotta get these shit. Out. Like, I don't even want to smell them. Like they're no, so strong, if, I if can you still smell have them, them a year later. They're way too potent. Throw them right, in the trash. Right, and I'm not stupid because I can smell it through the packaging. But it's 4:20. We're stuck in the house. It's quarantine. Fucking versus is late because of Teddy fucking Riley. And what the fuck I else? Missed, yo, I missed that one. It's like, what else is there to do? And I didn't even take a lot. I took a very small piece because now I know better, right? I've learned my lesson from Halloween mm-hmm. when we ate half the motherfucker like a pack of nerds. Right. I learned my lesson. So I took a really small piece, but I'm also drinking because I'm always fucking drinking. It's the pandemic. Where am I going? Girl, where are we I- going? Nowhere. When I tell you it took a little longer for the headache to kick in, oh, but that shit kicked in. I would sleep on that couch while Babyface was serenading me from the office because <laughs> I had nothing. I had nothing left to give. And after that, I packed that goddamn edible up. And when my bro that smokes all the time came, I was like, I have a gift for you, my brother. Take it. There you go, bro. This is for you. Home. I was like, this is, this is for you. Know <laughs> <laughs> your limit. To, to the point. Know your limits. There are definitely varying strains, variant potencies. Know your fucking limits. Yes. I know mine, and I'm out the game. Seriously, honestly, oh, learn your limit. Me. Don't let people, you know, persuade you or peer pressure you because, oh, I, I can handle it. You can't. No, everybody's weight is different. Every body type is different. Every metabolism process is yeah. different. If you know your limit, do what you are absolutely comfortable with. <laughs> and right. tell niggas to shut the fuck up. <laughs> now, I think they got Because you ain't gonna ride this high. I'm gonna ride right, this high. Exactly. I, <laughs> I gotta deal with this shit. Do shut the fuck up. I gotta be the one high. Now, some shit doesn't affect me at all. So, me and one of my bros out here, we were at, um, who was here? I want to say Pitbull was here. Lord knows I don't miss nothing Pitbull do. Um, <laughs> not a Pitbull concert. Um, and they had, like, you know, it's Florida, so it's free you know it's free, range, it's free range out in this motherfucker and i want i can't remember if it was a cbd snow cone or a thc snow cone i really oh, can't remember good. but we tried it of course we tried it because what else are we gonna do right <laughs> of course we tried it 
We had no, but it had no effect on us. So I, I can only assume that it was a really, really low, low energy. dose. Right. Because mm-hmm. we both were like, I was like, you feel something? Cause I don't feel nothing. I was like, hey, <laughs> it's been like an hour now. I don't feel shit. I was like, man, this shit work. <laughs> this shit do. I was like, man, I'm going to the bar. Let me stick to the shit I know. That's usually when that shit kick in the most and be like, bitch, you high now, ain't you? Listen, and I, I was expecting that also, but it, it, it just, I just think it might have been really low. I wasn't mad about it because who the fuck knows? It might have been my grade. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> That, that was that was before quarantine. That was before the last oh, no. migraine. So you know, I'm glad. But for me, I am I am absolutely tapped out of the game. Like lessons have been learned. <laughs> My body is not you know metabolizing that plant in the way that it does for other people, and I'm okay with that. Listen, I'm, I'm okay a big ass donor. I learned I've learned that dabs are not for me. Like I'll I'm down. I'll do a good quick rip or two. Yeah. After that, don't make me hit that shit again, dog, because I'm gonna be choking and dying real hard, and my chest is gonna be on fire, and my nose is gonna be running, and my eyes are gonna be crying. You gonna be Take looking it like a. <laughs> Take it, yo. Dabs are like I don't, I don't need to, I don't need to be that high that fast. Right. I don't. I don't. <laughs> Unless we about to be at a festival and this, we can't bring no weed in. This is all we got. Right. So, Cool. They're gonna take cool. the shit from me. Me then. <laughs> Other than that, like I have friends that will take and they take dabs throughout the day. Wow. That's too that's too fucking much for me, fam. That's wow. a gram or more. That's that's a really high dab. um tolerance. That's a very high tolerance. I, I, I concentrates are literally that. Concentrates are concentrated wheat. It's a much right. higher it's in the word. It's in, the name. in a tinier, <laughs> in a tinier freaking package. So I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't need that. That's not for me. And that's okay. Yeah. That's insane. So I, I want to know what your experience as a Black woman has been in this space. Have you found like mentorship? Have you found that other Black women are coming to you for mentorship? What does that look like for you? Yeah, honestly, it's a little bit of both. Um, I've reached out to several different women in the industry just as I've been trying to come, you know, trying to come up. Della even connected me with someone um, because, listen, everyone loves Della. Della is the connector. I love him so much, yo. Like it is, it was, it was random. He randomly, um, I don't know if he randomly messaged me on Twitter or if he randomly had my phone number. It was one of the two, and he was like, "Hey, Ron, you should make with my homegirl Mary, school's house and cannabis space." It was just like I think he was just like, "Yo, this is so we, on brand for Della." We, and that's why he's it was, my it was, it was out the entire. Della, if so you're watching, cool, I love you the long way forever and ever. <laughs> Yeah, because it was cool because I've never I've never heard of her prior to him just randomly saying, go check her out. So that was cool for me. So her name is Mary Pryor, and she um, she's the CEO of Canaclusive on, um, you know, if you go find her on Instagram or find her website, super cool. It's mm-hmm. clearly exactly what, like, what the name is, Canaclusive, Cannabis Inclusivity. You mm-hmm. go to that page, you see, like, her, um, her, her signature color is, like, this cute gold. Um, and then like the font is real nice and stylized, give you like a nice seventies room okay. type of feel. But then when you go, you know, down the, down the timeline, you see beautiful black faces and a lot of stories she covers, you know, are of women, black women in the cannabis space. Obviously they include, you know, a lot of LGBT stories and, um, you know, everybody else as far as yeah. in the diversity mix, but it's just nice to literally see yourself 
yes. as the as as ninety percent of the feed versus ten percent or one percent right. of and the also feed. To you see know, and on the positive side of a cannabis story, right? Yes, we know that we yes. are disproportionately affected yes. in the negative yes. light with cannabis. Yes. So that's yeah, important too. That's very important too because you know when I first got you know on the scene, a lot a lot of women in cannabis are either you know you're just behind the scenes in the books as a bookkeeper and accountant but um you know you can't really be in front unless you're a sexy weed vixen and you're half right, naked right, and you, right. you got glitter pasties on your tits and your booties <laughs> out and i'm just like and, and no <laughs> not to anybody who's you know not at all, that but, is. But, then, but we can but, be more but we, well, we can, can be, be more, more. Thank you. We can be more and we can be seen and we can be represented right. and we can be accounted for and our stories deserve to be told just as well. Exactly. So that's why I felt it was important to kind of highlight women in cannabis myself by way of Herb Noir Media. That's still up and coming. That's my little PR um, marketing firm for cannabis. And okay. I just like to highlight other beautiful Black women in cannabis. Um, That's my when cousin, you were promoting when you were looking for writers and... and yes, yes, okay, yes. yes I because recall. I don't want that... I want that to keep my ears to the ground on everything. Yes. <laughs> Yes, that's my that's my that's my other little project baby right now. And I feel like this year and next year it will be very pivotal to get off the ground in, in a big way because it's bigger than me. Like I want that platform to that's why I'm kinda like behind the scenes on that one. I want that to just to get out on its own mm-hmm. and I can just be the driving force, you know, low key. But I want other people to be the face of Herb Noir. Black weed. Black right. weed. Black mm-hmm. weed. Right. That's it's it's literally black weed in French, black weed, black women, and I have the e stylized for black women, black women in cannabis, black weed. So you know, I've I've reached out to different women. I've become a mentor, and I've been mentored by a lot of different women in you know the cannabis industry. I've even I feel like I've linked up with a lot of cool weed peers, if that makes any sense. Like that um, makes there's a girl sense. That's you know, it's I cool. That's how I feel when I meet people who are really, so we know I drink, right? But aside from the fact that I drink, I really love rum, like love rum, like study rum. So <laughs> when I when I meet people that like know a lot about rum and know about the aging processes and just like different brands of rum and the way that they produce their rum, that shit is exciting for me. I'm like, it oh, is. friend, friend. <laughs> you know? Yes, I'm like, literally. So somebody like that. Yeah. Yes. So outside of, you know, meeting Mary by way of Della and meeting um, other people, I've come across Lizzie Jeff. I consider her a cannabis peer. She's, I think she's exactly my age, about 33, 34. She's based out here in Los Angeles. And she's just like, um, she's the CEO and founder of Zen and Kush. And that's basically a sensual wellness, um, basically being one with yourself. I feel like I've heard of that before. Like on if you if you yeah doing. her Instagram is Lizzie Jeff and her her theme is real pink and eclectic and just she got the cool ass fly afro and she hosts every Monday um typically it would have been um at three thirty three um mm-hmm. Pacific Standard Time she hosts a nice little sensual room just basically for fellow Black women and anyone I else own, but it's but it's targeted for Black women. Um, but anyone is welcome to basically learn and share and to uplift the Black collective. So um, it's, re- it's really, really great. And she's, she's just very inspirational in what she does. 
and she works in tantric massage and Reiki and just aligning your chakras and just being sexy and being weed free and, you know, just, just that whole, you know, vibe. So I like her because she's, she's embodying that sexual weed vixen, but basically taking her power in it, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. So not like being, not being the she's weed not vixen. Being, she's like, not being sexualized by, by what other people are saying is sexual. Yes. She's, she's dictating. Yes. What is the sex? Yes. I love that. Yes, she's that. she's steering the conversation and it's so empowering and it's so emboldening for people who, you know, who are not exploring their sexuality. And, and, right. it's, and it's cannabis aside, it's cannabis, yeah, but then it's also wellness and then it's right. also sexual health and then it's also mental health. So it's it's a really broad room, but what brings you here is the herb. So she'll have a moment for everybody to take a quick smoke break or have a moment for everybody to um, share what they're grateful for. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, take a water break, drink some fruit, you know, eat some fruit right now. Like really like mindful wellness. I love that. We'll check in with each other, you know, like. I wish so I, I could participate of, in something like that. I love that. I couldn't I'll take the smoke. You. I, could, yeah, I, could never, I could never sit in the room with that much smoke in the air. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so, uh, it's virtual. It's virtual. So it's a Zoom oh, meeting. Oh, so now, yeah, send me that. See, now, yes. we, no, I'll forward you a link. It's, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm if we zoom it in, in, I'm in. I'm in. I yes, can zoom into yes. that. I and what you'll this. see, she'll, she'll moderate the room, but you'll be able to see other people. You'll be able to, basically, she asks for you to tap in in the, you know, in the chat box, connect with other people, um, yeah. lift your handles, share with what, you know, share with what you do and, you know, vice versa, network. This is a room for networking. You know, I want you to find a friend, but we also want you to network and build your businesses. Like the, the main purpose of the room is business and networking with the guise of, you know, tantric wellness, health and whatever. Yes, yes. But it's 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 been so impactful for me. I've been a part of it for a couple of months now. And then since I've been in beauty school, I had to tap out real quick, you know, so I haven't been as active the last, I want to say like three, four weeks, maybe last month, but it's so good. I'm glad you got because you know, I want you to share with the queendom how you are, one, first of all, what what caused you to transition into beauty school, and then two, how you are bringing these two passions together. Yeah, so I decided to take my talents to the Nahuli Academy of Beauty downtown in Los Angeles, and I'm studying to be a nail technician. Basically, I just want to specialize in the health and care of your natural nails in an elevated way. So I'll be providing licensed CBD massages, um, pedicures, manicures, and, you know, a basic fill, acrylic set gel x sets basically to help enhance your natural nails so i don't mind tips and enhancements but my basic concentration if you're going to enhance the nail if you're going to add anything on the nail your natural nail needs the best care first so that's how i'm going to tie in my health and wellness i make my own cuticle oils with cbd in it i make my own topical balms with cbd in it so it would just be another way for me to market my products after offering you a beautiful service and taking time with you and educating you on even how to take care of yourself better, take care of your nails better. Because literally, I'm learning so much in school. I decided to transition into beauty just last year. Um, it's been something I've wanted to do for honestly three to five years. But I was just like, I kept putting myself in a box. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, you're not, you're not a beauty school type girl. You're not a girly girl. Like, you know, all these, you, all you these. Are, I'm, I'm such a tomboy. 
sis. You are all of the things. Literally, I'm like, <laughs> and that's why I'm like, I kept putting myself in these boxes, but these different opportunities just kept coming to me. Right. So I'm just like, you, you know what? Punch you in the face if you don't listen. Pew, pew. It was it was gut checking me, and it was so crazy because the quarantine and the shutdown is basically obviously another nudge. A yeah. friend of mine, she was teaching me how to do the gel X extensions. That's the appraise system where you apply, you know, hard gel or soft gel, mm-hmm. natural nail. You ex- apply a tip, you know, and then you get decorated from there. Easy, a lot better, a lot healthier for your natural nails. Yeah. So I'm just learning how to do quick, easy decorations just because I can't get to the shop because I'm a new mom now. Yeah. Right. That was my main thing. The pandemic hits. I just left my job. The pandemic hits. And then I laughed. I'm like, in this whole mayhem, people still want to feel beautiful. Absolutely. In this whole mayhem, people still want to feel pampered. You take that away from people. You make people feel like savages. And then how can we behave like savages? Thank you. How can we find a way? to keep our sanity in this mayhem at an affordable rate? Mm-hmm. And how can I incorporate my beauty and wellness line? That's right. Always, and give people the proper education. Always Weaving it all back in. Because I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to do nails, but what's going to be my specialty? 420, cannabis. Cannabis-based everything, uh-huh. but offered the options for non-cannabis-based services. Okay. I can do a cute little, you know, basic manicure. I don't have to put weed leaves on you, but I want you to know <laughs> that is my specialty. That's what I'm known for. I'm yeah. your favorite cannabis and your favorite <laughs> nail tech now, but that's not the only focus. Let me okay. let me give you the best manicure you've ever had. How long do you normally, res- you know, rub your arms? Five seconds. <laughs> let me give you an actual five-minute massage that's why i show you how good that circulation is going to be that you want to pay me for 15 more minutes that's right right you get what i'm saying like let me take care of my beautiful black people i don't want people feeling rushed in and out rushed service you know and honestly not to knock anybody or any nationalities i got tired of going to nail techs or going to be pampered and spending my luxurious dollars and not feeling luxurious Absolutely. And not feeling and not feeling well taken care of. So I basically found myself feeling a void. I'm 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 gonna take this shit into my own hands and I, we're gonna be nice to people. I support that. We're gonna rub people feet. <laughs> I support that three thousand percent. I support that. I say all the time if you don't see what you're looking for, then make it create then it. Make it. Be the fill the fucking void. I mean, that's where most successful businesses come from, anyway. A filled yep. void. It's, it's and that's really what it's a lot simpler than people LA think. Is. <laughs> yep. So that they, the name of my beauty company is Highest Goddess LA. I okay. actually launched the online website for like you know beauty supplies, nail decals, cute little fun stuff. That'll be launched on four twenty. But um, right now, I'm accepting clients. You know, for practice hands, I should have my license. I want to say by my birthday, but that's not ideal. I have nine weeks left, so I should be done about. Yeah, the I was end about of, to say because my braces come off right after your birthday, and that's in six weeks. When I tell yeah. you, I'm watching the clock. She's to get watching my, the clock. My teeth to have freedom. I am watching the clock. Six weeks. Yo, from you today. didn't even tell you, God, they look good. Are they white? You got white? Um, no rubber bands in there. No black. They look cute. 
Thank you, but I'm. I, my think, I, think, I think maybe how you were talking, the bottom was kind of like, oh, I can't see shit. Girl, you're cute as hell. What am I on? The, these shits hurt. Hey, you want to be free, but you better serve while they're here. <laughs> Listen, you know I'm going to serve the kids regardless. They're going to get this good first world health insurance. They're going to get this. That's for you're sure. get these good choppers. <laughs> but my goddamn teeth hurt like hell. I got a headache. <laughs> I was at the orthodontist today. I, would I tell you six weeks and counting April 19th, I'm having a motherfucking party. So that's why I know you guys, that's why I know you ain't going to have your license by your birthday because I got a fucking no, going. I'm not. Literally, I, I was overambitious, but I know if I can get some extra hours in, I might be able to. But I know it's going to be about the end of May. So yeah, end I'm of May, I'll say have some my time in May. And I'll do some check-ins and updates with you then. But I'm I'm super excited as far as the trajectory right goes of, you. you know, of my life. And I'm just excited to be a dope mom. I'm grateful I had time to steal away and leave my cutie pie with dad inside. They yeah, see, he's a little cutie clear. pie. He, he hijacked us the last time, but I wasn't even mad about Damn. it. He's such a boss. <laughs> I'm I'm raising myself Oh, let me tell you something. Male. I was raised by a January 13th baby. I am very well informed on the boss. Pray list. for me. This is not an emoji. This is directly, this is directly the Capricorn Jesus on your behalf. He's he's too he's so sharp, he's so grown, and I'm literally like, where did you come from? Where did you come from? Something about the 13th of January. They they just a different breed of people. It's a, it's almost mystical. It's almost like it's, it's very death, mystic. She is, she's a bossy ass woman. Very yes. goddamn bossy. And very I'm very mad at everybody. <laughs> <laughs> There's no limit. I remember when I graduated UB, and then, okay, and then I'm going to let you go. When I graduated UB, my mom came obviously to commencement. It was a shitty weather day, of course, on brand for Buffalo because Buffalo don't have spring. We got summer and it winter. Spring. It's, and gloomy it. as it's gloomy as hell, so, y'all. Like, we will have gray. all four seasons, but it's depressing. It's it was, like sis, It yo. was gray. It was a hailstorm, and my mother still wore an all-white fucking at crew suit <laughs> to the motherfucking graduation. She happened to be sitting next to the parents of the valedictorian. When they announced the valedictorian and her 4.0 GPA in, like, the fucking chemistry or something... Um, they started clapping, and my mom said, oh, is that your child? And they said, oh, yeah. She said, get the fuck on your feet and act like she did something. Do you know those people, Bobby? <laughs> Do you know those people? <laughs> so, baby girl. You better celebrate your <laughs> child for the fuckers. Shoot a yeah, with that January like, 13th. <laughs> that's your child, and you're not on your feet? I said, mommy, you don't know you? those people. <laughs> I was like, you do not know those people. You got to keep calm, sis. Mom. <laughs> so that is what you have to look forward to with your January 13th baby. Listen, you I'm got a real one. It, and I'm excited. I love being a can of mom. I love being his dope-ass mom. I he really that. gives me a lot of perspective and how I'm keeping myself focused and grounded and just enjoying this time because it's fine. It's fine. I, I hear it's it always nice. does. I, I hear it always <laughs> does. Well, I appreciate you for coming on. We will definitely check back in with you after you get the yes. license. And you are serving us all type of healthy nail experiences. Hell, the next time I'm in LA, I might just come and enjoy the healthy hair. 
you know, the, the healthy, excuse me, nail experience with you. Yes, um, literally. Make sure that the people, I will make sure that the people know about all the brands. I will tag all the websites, all the There's a million of, honestly, I just tell folks, if you find my main page, my main Instagram, it's Buffalo716, that's B-U-F-F-A-L-O-W-E. 716 from there just look at the bio and from there just find what you fucks with i have a lot of shit going on so tap in <laughs> sounds, sounds good we love we love the dynamic black women um thank you so much again Rhonda, for tuning for for joining me thank you to the queendom for tuning in of course if you have not gotten your black girl sos merch get that today yes. dot and snobby.com and until yes, next I'm time, to go. I need me one. That train is cute as hell. <laughs> yes, girl, please tap in. Get into it. I'm tapping in with the tap in. Yes, get into it. Until next time, Queendom, y'all have a good one. Peace.